SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Look, we're not saying all the other sports talk networks are backwards, but we're pretty sure they all have a favorite Hee-Haw episode. Get on the grid. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Hour number two of our two-hour extravaganza. Scott Wetzel sitting in, taking you right up until 7 a.m. Eastern time. 844-843-6879. The toll-free telephone number. Uh, you want to send a tweet, it is at Opposite Picks. You want to email me, go to the website, hit the contact Scott icon, and fire away. We'll check out all that. We'll check out the headlines, uh, run down the hockey scores. Our update guy just hates hockey. He never puts hockey in there. I, he, he must have just he, – he, can't even spell hockey. That's how bad it is with him and hockey. Loves baseball. We get those preseason baseball, exhibition baseball games in there. Uh, but no hockey. Get a little golf in there as well with the, the Tiger Woods Festival going on uh, at the Workplace uh, Workforce Championship. Uh, go back to the NBA. We got to some hockey to get to. And, um, you know, and everything else that's going on in the world sport. It's a great time of the year. It really is. You know, you have baseball starting. It is a monumental day. I'm only making fun of Chris because, but it's a special day yesterday and that we had our uh, preseason opener. So now if you see his preseason scores, you know, the rest of the way, then, then you know, but for yesterday, okay, preseason's underway. Um, but, you know, we have hockey, we have NBA, we have college basketball. We have the start of baseball. We got golf. We got goofy auto racing. And this year, we actually have college football. As my Salukis, by the way, over the weekend, check out that score Saturday. They beat the snot out of uh, Trey Lance, although he didn't play. He's done. Uh, and uh, Carson Wentz, although he obviously has graduated. And the North Dakota State Bison snapping the Bison's 39-game win streak. Cha-ching, cha-ching. My Saluki's heavy underdogs. They lose to North Dakota two weeks ago, but they're able to beat the uh, you know five-time, eight-time. They've won eight of the last nine FCS championships. Has North Dakota State. They've won 39 in a row, and somehow another Southern beats them. How about that? The good old glory days. And then, as uh, as we mentioned Sunday, they almost pulled off the doubleheader sweep in that they, they pull off the college upset of the year at the FCS level. And then their basketball team, which is mediocre, nearly beat nationally ranked Loyola of Chicago. Kid misses a free throw with eight seconds left. The game goes to overtime, and they lose in overtime. He hits the free throw. They probably win it. How about that for a sports day for a small little school, right? Although it's not that small. I think it's the second biggest school in Illinois. Um, you know, they could have beaten the, you know, national FCS reigning champs, and then they could have upset a top 20 team in college basketball later that night. That would have been something. But uh, so we got it all. You know, you got college football, college basketball, NBA, hockey, baseball, auto racing. You know, uh, you, you name it. We have there isn't another time where you have all the sports going on. This is it, you know, uh, because of college football with this crazy schedule with the Corona stuff. Um, we actually could throw college football in there as well. You know, we've had, you know, with baseball and stuff, but outside of the NFL, 
And you could almost throw the NFL in there with the draft and all this free agent talk, but believe it or not, it's still, you know, it's never outside of NFL season. So you have a full buffet of sports come uh, March. It really is amazing. So uh, speaking of uh, golf yesterday, in case you did miss it, uh, Colin Morikawa won the, uh, the Workforce Championship, WGC Workforce Championship, I believe it is to be exact. Um, you know, listen, that's not that big a deal, but the you know, story is that as we welcome in our full audience here, Scott Wetzel on a uh, Monday morning, uh, just getting underway, hour number two. Morikawa beats uh, Brooks Kepka, finishing up at 18 under par. A bunch of others, uh, Hovland and Horschel, finished up at uh, 15 under, along with Kepka, three shots back. So, But it was more a uh, – it wasn't who won the, the – or work day. I'm saying workforce, work day uh, championship. It, it wasn't necessarily who won. It was the fact that all the golfers wore red. That's it. Um, and I should say all, because it does bring up a funny little thing here. You know, if you wore red just because you happen to, you know, you, you like red, you didn't know what was going on. You know, you, you live in a in, a, in a hibernation here, basically, from each day. I'm sure that they have certain restrictions on where you go. Maybe you're not talking to a bunch of people. You just happen to throw a red shirt on for uh, Sunday, and you don't realize everyone that wears red is uh, supposedly honoring Tiger Woods. Okay. What if you don't wear red, though? You know what? If you you know you just you don't happen to put gray on or green on or you don't want to wear red, uh, you know, does it make you a bad guy? You know, in a lot of ways, it's all about money, right? Like everything else is in this world. If you didn't wear the red jersey to honor Tiger, it's probably because you have sponsorship deals in which you have to wear, you know, t-shirts or uh, golf shirts that have the sponsorship logo, and you might not have a, a bright red one, you know, in your in your bag. So you got to, you know, appease the sponsor. You would have thought that they could have called the sponsor up and said, listen, uh, I don't want to look like a mope out there being the only one without a red shirt on. So, uh, you know, if, if I wear your, uh, you know, your Nike logo, well, Tigers with Nike, but, you know, Adidas or Armor All or whatever else you could be sponsoring. You know, if I don't wear it, they, you know why. But, you know, God forbid they should actually do that. Even some of the, the Lions crew people uh, and the maintenance crew all wear red. And some of the uh, the LPGA golfers uh, wore red as well. So, it is amazing. Boy, they have really come out in full force and support a Tiger. And it's not just, you know, um, you know, uh, we have to do this. I, I don't I, – I mean, I think it's actually legitimate. They feel bad, and, and uh, they're obviously happy that he's going to be okay. You know, health-wise, as far as life and death's concerned, they're all concerned about him getting back on the tour. Uh, the tour does miss him already, although it's not like he played every single day. So it's, but there is, a, I think, a general sense of, uh, you know, remorse on what happened. You know, happy that he's alive, but uh, I think they really do care for Tiger Woods. So Morikawa ends up winning yesterday. Um, as he, t I didn't think he would when we were doing a game live. I thought maybe uh, Kepler would be able to catch him or Horschel or Shefflin was on fire there for a while. But no, Morikawa wins in Mike Ray. All right, just getting underway, hour number two. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Probably some of the goofiest seen in my life. Slipped out of bounds. Gave Tatum three layups at the end of the game. I'm pissed off. Pissed off because we should have won. We had, I mean, we were in control. We were up five with 45 seconds left. We got to close that out. That's, we got we to gotta win that game, man. We did everything we, we could have possibly done to put ourselves in position to win. 
we got to win. We're seven and nine, seven and two out of the last nine is great. Should be eight and one. why you're the uh, Washington Wizards, though, Bradley Beal. <clears throat> you know, you can still get decent odds on the Wizards to make the playoffs. Not as good as I would have hoped, uh, but the Wiz, uh, as we mentioned, I think, in yesterday's show, are, are plus 186 to make the postseason, which, uh, you know, uh, a week and a half ago, we were probably at four to five to one, but, uh, you know, they've actually had a nice little run here, so... Uh, that was a tough loss. You know, you're up two scores with under 20 seconds left. You got to win those basketball games. You you do. But it was Beal that turned the ball over. You know, Celtics hit a shot. They cut the lead to one, and Beal or cut the lead to two, rather one rather. And uh, Beal turns the ball over. Uh, and Celtics did a good job of uh, double teaming him in the back court when he got the inbounds pass. And instead of them fouling, you know, Beal kind of rolled over out of bounds, turned the ball over, gave it back to the Celtics, and, and Tatum hits a driving layup, scored the Celtics' final eight points, and Boston comes away with the improbable win in a game which they probably should have lost. So, it, you know, but that's in a lot of ways it's a mark that maybe Washington is uh, kind of reached that point where, okay, we expect to win these games and they're longer, no longer just being happy, being competitive. They shouldn't have been a six-and-a-half-point favorite. And I'll tell you, I'd, I'd be betting them. They're now seven and one their last eight games against the spread, winning uh, six of those games. So they're actually – or seven of those games, actually, seven and, and two, um, as you heard him say. They're actually turning into a halfway decent basketball team. And in the Eastern Conference um, – it's amazing. They're at 19 losses. Forget about the wins, 13 and 19. 19 losses, and they're in the 9, 10, 11, 12th spot, but they're two losses out of the number four hole. Knicks have 17 losses. Heat have 17 losses. Celtics have 17 losses. Raptors have 17 losses. Hornets have 17 losses. Pacers have 17 losses. Bulls have 17 losses. It is a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven teams with 17 losses. Hawks are just ahead of them at 14 and 20. Uh, and then there are the Wizards uh, sitting in the number 12 hole at 13 and 19. So they are four games out of the final playoff spot, but they're also two, ga- or two games out of the final playoff spot, four spots away. Uh, but they're two losses away from being having home court advantage in the first round of the playoffs in the, in the number four hole. I mean, it's really it's crazy how close the Eastern Conference is. I've seen some close races before, but that's why you know if you think Atlanta's going to make the postseason, uh, FanDuel offers up odds on teams to make the playoffs. And uh, like I said, Washington is is uh, plus one eighty six. The Hawks are minus one forty or uh, plus one fourteen. I don't know if I would uh, do that or not. Um, got to be careful though. I will say for some reason or another, I don't know why, but FanDuel has no as your first guess. And then yes, as your second guess for some teams, but then they have yes as your first guess and no as the second guess for, or they they flip. I think I may have said that the same thing. Sometimes they have, like, Atlanta Hawks, uh, will they make the postseason? Yes, uh, plus 114, then no, minus 140. If you go down to Washington uh, and some of these other teams, uh, you know, will the Wizards make the uh, playoffs? No is your first guess, minus 235, and yes is your second guess. Why do they do it that way? I don't know. 
Um, they don't do it for a lot of teams, but they do do it for some. It's kind of strange, right? So be careful because otherwise you may be thinking, okay, I'm getting a, gee, I'm getting a no at the plus uh, 200, and when in reality you're you're betting yes on them. So they have the no is your first answer on three teams from what I can see. Uh, New Orleans, Washington, and that's it, two teams. That's bizarre, huh? Little quirky things like that I like to point out for some. It doesn't mean anything, but just, just be careful if you want to play that. But, yeah, Washington, you can grab them at uh, plus almost 2-1 to one to make the playoffs. And I, I got a feeling they will. I think Charlotte's going to drop back. I think the – I hate to say it, but I think the Knicks are going to drop back. Um, and I don't see any teams – that are going to continue. Like, I don't think the Hawks are going to make it. I don't think the Bulls are going to make it. I could see in the in the end maybe making a little bit of a run, but they're really not that good. I, I think there's a halfway decent chance the Wizards behind Beal and Westbrook. And I and I do believe they really, 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 really want to make uh, the postseason, whereas some of these other teams, uh, I'm, not, I'm not so sure. Uh, not so sure. All right, uh, let's give a little recap here from our uh, plays from yesterday. Trend-wise, we went 5-1 and one for the week. Uh, we went 21 and 19. If you just play the NBA trends, take all the thinking out of it, take the best trends, and you follow them. We went 21 up and 19 down. Not too bad. Our plays tonight. Uh, we're going to go over 226, Dallas and Orlando. Uh, the Mavericks have uh, hit a little run here where they've uh, gone over quite a bit. Uh, 12 and 6 over their last 18 games. So I'll take that. Uh, I'm going to grab uh, Philadelphia uh, laying the wood against Indiana. I know they lost their last time out uh, on Saturday night against Cleveland, but the 76ers are still 14-2 and two straight up, 9-4 and four against the spread with a couple of pushes at home. So I'll, I'll take my chances they don't lose two in a row at home. In fact, I, I think I like this game even more just because of that. Utah's laying six against New Orleans. Got to continue to play the Jazz. 22-3 and three straight up, 21-3-1 and one against the spread. They got a nice road win they're coming off of the other day as a, a near double-digit favorite. So keep playing the Jazz. Until they really three in a row, but I'll, I'll say two in a row. Until they fail to cover two in a row, then I'm going to continue to play them. Going to go same game over 235 Utah and New Orleans. I told you our number one, the Pelicans very quietly, 23-4-2 and two over. Their last 29 games. That is a monster uh, uh, trend. 23-4-2. Utah's not afraid. This is not the Carl Malone, John Stockton days of walking the ball up the court. Uh, Jazz are more than capable of getting into a scoring fest. It's a lot of points, 235. You know, that, that that's 115-109 under. I mean, it, it's you need a lot. You do. In fact, it's way under. It's 115-110 under. Uh, that, that it's 115-114 under. It's 120-110 under. 236 points is a lot of points. But you don't start thinking with these trends. You just do. Going to play Cleveland. Getting five at Houston. I am shocked that the Rockets are a five-point favorite. They've lost 11 in a row. 1-10 against the spread. Uh, they've lost those games, uh, nine of them by double digits, and now they're somehow or another a five-point, albeit home favorite against uh, Cleveland, which has won three in a row, playing you know maybe their best basketball of the season. Talk about Kevin Love maybe coming back. <clears throat> you know what? You want to hand me five points with a team that has lost 11 in a row? I will take that any day of the week. And then finally, our last one, uh, over Charlotte and Portland. Let's see if FanDuel, as of last night, they did not have a line for that one. 
Uh, let's see if they got one right now. Games all the way at the bottom of the barrel. Ba -ba -ba, six and a half. Six and a half and no, no total for some reason still on that one. All right, so don't know what the total will be. But, again, it doesn't matter. If you just play the trends, then you just play them religiously. So whatever the total ends up being, we're going to go with over Charlotte and Portland uh, because much like with New Orleans, Charlotte very quietly on a nice little over run, 16-5 and five over their last 21 games. So there are your six trend plays tonight. Over Dallas, Orlando, Philadelphia, Utah, uh, over Utah, New Orleans, over Charlotte, Portland, and then Cleveland plus five at Houston. And again, last week, uh, you know, decent little week, 21 and 19. Nothing crazy, but five and one yesterday to kind of bring us back to uh, the even mark. Not bad. Favorites yesterday went seven and one straight up, six and two against the spread. And we had uh, one over and only seven, uh, one over and seven under. All right, all set with that. We'll check out some hockey, some college basketball stuff, a couple of football notes. J.J. Watts sighting, maybe in Green Bay. That's next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You know, shooting was up, up and down, um, going through a, a bad stretch um, past couple games. Um, but, you know, I'll find my way. I'm going to keep shooting. I like the shots I'm getting. They're all the shots that, you know, I've been great at, at knocking down. Um, they're my shots. I'm getting my shots in these games. Um, you know, I just got to gotta dial back in, um, tune, tune my shot back up, and uh, continue to keep shooting with confidence. A little bit from uh, Paul George of the uh, L.A. Clippers uh, as uh, they continue to squander away leads. They lose to Milwaukee 105 to 100 as they're outscored uh, 28 to 19. He's got more complaints and more issues, you know, at least to his credit. He didn't blame the officials this time around, but they, they blow it. It's a small lead, not a big lead, but they were in control of that basketball game yesterday afternoon. And uh, they're up four, and they end up losing it by uh, five, 105 to 100. Greek Freak was really not Greek with a monster uh, drive, 36 points. Kawhi finished with 25, and uh, Paul George uh, shot seven of 21 for 16 points. Well, I tell you, well, you know the label on him. The next time he wins a big game, that'll be his first. Uh, you know, in big-time performances, big-time games like this, nationally televised game, you know, maybe the best team in the Eastern Conference, certainly one of the best, and three of uh, or two of ten from three-point land. You know, he could hit the broad side of the barn yesterday. Man, just awful. Uh, and it finished up with 16. They're not going to win anything unless he puts 20 points plus on the board. It's just as simple as that. You can't ask Kawhi to do it all. You, you just can't. I don't know. We all kind of point to that team as the one team in the West that we're going to take seriously for being able to beat LeBron and AD if they're both healthy. But you you just begin to wonder. Uh, nice little club, but <clears throat> I think maybe Denver has a better shot at this point. Than, I, I, I still think Utah – when everything is said and done. I, I'm buying into the Jazz. I know people aren't because they only have one superstar. And I keep on saying, sooner or later, the odds are going to drop on uh, Donovan Mitchell being the MVP. Let me see if uh, they uh, dropped at all. Player Futures, 
MVP. He is still, um, does he even said 65 to one? Yeah, he's still, Donovan Mitchell, still 65 to one. I, I don't get that. I really don't. I mean, how in the world can you have Jokic at six to one, Steph Curry at 12 to one, Luka at 11 to one? Are you, the Dallas Mavericks, the last time I challenged, I'll just double check before I go on to this little rant, but they wouldn't even be in the playoffs, Dallas. If the playoffs started today, they're sitting in the number nine hole. How in the world are these guys? You know, Steph Curry, God bless him, but the the Warriors are 19 and 16. Uh, They're barely in the postseason, sitting in the number eight slot. How are these Jokic and the Denver Nuggets are sitting in the seventh spot, three games over 500? You know, Damian Lillard uh, with four games over 500, sitting in the number six hole. How are these guys still that much of a – favorite over Donovan Mitchell to win the MVP award when Mitchell is on a team that has the best record in the NBA 27 and seven and has a nice three and a half game lead four in the lost column lead over the Lakers five over the Clippers. I, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't know what this poor guy and what that team has to do to get any kind of respect. It's not about winning a championship. It's not about, well, they're never going to beat the Lakers in the best of seven. I get all that stuff. I don't necessarily buy it, but I understand it. This is not about that. This is about, Regular season recognition. I tell you, I've been following gambling a long time. This is the head scratcher to me. It, it really is. You have the best team by far, record wise. You have the best player by far, record wise, on that team. And he's a and he's a, you know a nationally known figure. It's not an obscure guy. You know, he may not be LeBron or on the same level as Kawhi or, or uh, you know, maybe even Embiid or certainly Harden or Kyrie or Durant. I get that stuff. But, you know, it's still Donovan Mitchell. We know about him. And yet he's 65 to 1. I, I can't get over that. I really, I'm telling you, put 10 bucks on it, even $10. Win yourself 650 Somewhere along the line. I don't, I don't you know, it's, I hate to say it, but it's going to be up to, you know, this all-star game. Whether it's the four-letter network, um, whether it's ABC, I think that's doing the game. Some someone's got to pick up this torch outside of uh, yours truly and, and give this guy the res- respect that he deserves. Because without him, you want to sit there and tell me, well, without Steph Curry, Golden State would be nowhere. Okay, you want to tell me without Luca, the, the Mavericks wouldn't be in the postseason. Well, they're not in the postseason with Dallas, you know. So as the saying goes, we could finish with without the uh, playoff spot with you or without. You. It doesn't matter. Uh, you want to tell me, you know, without Joe Kick, the Nuggets, what wouldn't be three games over five hundred? Fine. Where would the Jazz be without Donovan Mitchell? No team needs their star player more or would not be where they are without the Jazz and Mitchell. You want to tell me Mike Conley is going to carry this club to a 27-7 and record? Not happening. So you want to tell me the Lakers would be uh, nowhere without LeBron? You know what? I have my doubts about that. I think as long as uh, AD is there, as long as one of the two are there, they'd be able to tread water. I hate that argument anyway. I really do. You're punishing a guy just because – uh, he's the only good guy on the team, or you're punishing a guy because he has another good guy on the team. It's got nothing to do with his value and how well he's played. But that said, if you want to play that game, this Jazz would never in a million years be 20 games over 500 as they are now if Donovan Mitchell wasn't on this club. So I don't get it. 65-1 to 1 still. Still. I'm, I'm thinking these odds are going to come down. 
somewhere along the line. Maybe they will. Maybe they won't. You know what? It doesn't matter. Uh, they, they just – he needs to get recognition, though. That, that's the thing. It's got to flip that people start noticing him, and then the voters will notice him. I don't care about the odds, but the odds are an indication of what the voters are thinking, and uh, the voters don't even, for some reason, have him a blip on their radar screen. I was seeing the four-letter network over here debate on whether LeBron James or James Harden should be the MVP. Are you kidding me? Are you, James Harden's missed a 1,000 games. He banged himself out of Houston. Uh, you know, LeBron is fine, but, you know, he's in second place. He's not in first place. Well, I, I, I just don't get it. Uh, Celtics beat the Wizards yesterday, 111-110. to Wizards blow the lead late, four-point lead late. They blow it. Knicks all over the Pistons. Uh, got a couple of tweets there. Uh, Timmy, who's been following his stuff for us, said it's not 11 straight halftime covers, Scott. It's 13. He says the Knicks have covered 13 straight halftime lines. 13 in a row. And he sent out a tweet uh, from FanDuel that uh, said so. So, you know what? If FanDuel has him at 13 straight halftime covers, then 13 it is. How about that? Good job, Tim, for uh, following. He's the one that mentioned it to us last week. 13 straight and again last night that they have been able to cover the spread of the half for the Knicks. Wow. Keep playing them, right? Who knows why? Like I said, I, I'm guessing it's because of Thibodeau, and I'm guessing because they're trying to win every one of these games from start to finish. That's a Thibodeau model, unlike some of these other teams, but wow. Uh, Andy tweets in, Texans laughable, Astros clueless, Rockets embarrassing. If you're a Houston sports fan, you're lower than a crippled cricket butt. Okay. That little southern twang there. <laughs> Sean tweeted in a couple of NCAA trends, including something about Michigan State and Tom Izzo. They've lost in the first two rounds of the tournament 14 times since 2001. Well, I'll tell you what, Sean, they probably won't lose in the first two rounds this year because they're not going to get in this year at this point. Uh, that's the problem. Or not necessarily a problem, mind you, but that's that's the issue. As uh, they got walloped yesterday in, in a real, boy, you, you can't lose to Maryland. You want to make the NCAA tournament. I know these guys are going to bend over backwards for Duke. I Like I said, I've said it a million times, they still think I still think Duke's getting in. Uh, to a lesser extent, Michigan State, but they're seven and ten in conference play now, thirteen and ten overall. Maryland's put themselves clearly on the bubble. They've won five in a row, fifteen and ten overall, nine and nine in conference play. So you know, in a conference that's going to get a lot of respect, and in some ways, some of these bubble teams have been helped out. You know, Indiana losing, they're out. The 12 and 12, they're not getting in. Minnesota's falling off the, the wagon. 13 and 12, 6 and 12 in Big Ten play, they're not getting in. Uh, Rutgers, 13 and 9, 9 and 9 in conference play, they're not getting in. But Maryland at 15 and 10, 9 and 9 in conference play, you know, they, you know, with these five straight wins for, for the Terrapins, you know, Michigan, Illinois, Iowa, Purdue, Ohio State, Wisconsin's getting in. They're probably going to get one more. And like I said, with those other teams kind of falling by the wayside, that's opened up the door for the Turtles, who uh, beat in Minnesota, Nebraska twice, Rutgers, but on the road, and now Michigan State. And they close out with Northwestern and Penn State. No reason why they can't finish up the regular season with seven uh, straight wins and finish up uh, at 17-10 heading into the uh, Big Ten Championship. That. I bet even with a first-round loss, would get them in. I, they're going to put one of those extra teams in that maybe on the surface don't belong in the Big Ten. That's where, you know, if FanDuel had those odds, would be a, a lot of fun to bet on this stuff. 
But you know they're getting to, like I said, one, two, three, four, five, six. They're, they're six deep with Michigan, Illinois, Iowa, Purdue, Ohio State, Wisconsin. They're definitely getting at least one more. Maybe two, but I don't I don't really think so. Um, but I think Maryland, that win yesterday, really helped their cause quite a bit. So got opposite picks coming up here uh, right after this upcoming break. Uh, finished up last week with another three and three. So for the week, we were 500, 15 up, 15 down. Heading into today's play, 109 winners, 87 losers. 22 games over 500 with our opposite picks, 22. We have a six-pack. We got some good ones today. Now, we always have good ones, but I got some real good ones today. We got one, two, three, four, five, six games, five NBA or five college basketball uh, and one NBA game to throw at you. All right, opposite picks coming up next right here on Sports Grid Radio. We should come with a warning label. Caution. 24-hour sports talk. May cause mild addiction. Get on the grid. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. Former President Former President Donald Trump returns to center stage. With a Sports Grid News Flash, I'm Susan King. Well, thank you very much. And hello, CPAC. Do you miss me yet? Do you miss me? Donald Trump re-entered political life as Sunday. He appeared at CPAC in Orlando, attacking President Joe Biden and condemning his Republican opponents. The United States adds another powerful tool against COVID-19 to its inventory, a third coronavirus vaccine. Nearly 4 million doses of Johnson & Johnson's single-dose vaccine start shipping today. A Louisiana police officer providing security at a high school basketball game in New Orleans is shot and killed following a face mask related dispute. The suspect immediately taken into custody. With a Sports Grid News Flash, I'm Susan King. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Yeah, LLs know what that music means. Time to take out your pad and pencils and get set for the fastest and more importantly, most profitable 10 minutes in radio, opposite picks. What are opposite picks, you newbies ask, as we do game new listeners every single day? Well, we give you five, six, seven games, give you five, six, seven thousand reasons why we like one team, and then we go opposite. Why? Because despite all the stats, trends, hunches, injury reports, weather reports, and everything else, nobody but nobody beat the boys in Vegas. And we proved it again last week. Now 22 games over 500, 109, up 87, down with one push. Here we go on this Monday. We got a six-pack of winners for you. We'll start with some college basketball. Syracuse, uh, plus two versus North Carolina. Wow. North Carolina probably clinched an NCAA at-large bid with its monster come-from-behind victory over Florida State Saturday afternoon. Roy Williams also gets his 900th career victory. I mean, that took a lot of steam out of this club. They basically clinched their goal getting a bid. They get their head coach a monumental victory, and they had to rally in the process in the second half to do so. Their gas tank is on zero. 
Not only does Syracuse desperately need a win, as a matter of fact, they're going to win this game by double digits. I love Syracuse tonight. Getting two? Give me North Carolina minus the two. Pick number two. Oklahoma pick them at Oklahoma State. Scott, I know what you're saying. The Cowboys just beat the Sooners on the road Saturday. Why can't they beat them again at home, right? Why? Because it took a crazy out-of-this-world performance from Cade Cunningham to not only just win, but have to win in overtime. No way he's scoring 40 points again, not even maybe the player of the year. The fact that this game is pick em, despite State winning in Norman Saturday is all you really need to know. They are begging you to take Oklahoma State here. Don't. Love Oklahoma. Battle of Bedlam here to even a series at a game apiece. Give me Oklahoma State at Pickham. Pick number three. Arizona getting four and a half at Oregon. Last game of the year. You know, you don't get this too often because most of these teams either play in the NCAA tournament, the NIT tournament, you know, the CBI, the CSI, the FBI, whatever tournament they all have, right? But not this year with Arizona because they're serving a self-imposed postseason ban this year. Remember that. Their seniors, and all their really players for that matter, certainly don't want to end the season with a loss. This is their last game of the year, so you know you are going to get an absolute maximum effort out of the Wildcats, who, oh, by the way, have won three in a row, so they're playing good basketball. Ducks beat them by two just two weeks ago. Even more incentive for Arizona to win this game tonight. And, oh, by the way, who does Oregon have up next? Ah, first place UCLA which means to them, this game means nothing. Love, 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 love Arizona to win this outright. Give me Oregon minus four and a half. Pick number four, Air Force plus 19 at Colorado State. Yeah, I know. It's been a horrible year for the Falcons. No two ways about it. Five and 18 straight up. Three and 16 in the Mountain West. Colorado State, meanwhile, 15-4 overall, 12-3 in conference play. So why play Air Force, you're asking, right? Well, because they've only lost two Mountain West games by 20 points this year out of their 16 conference losses. Only two. And, yeah, one of them was the other night to this same Colorado State team. But it's a misleading final score. This was an eight-point game with six minutes left. Air Force... Probably won't win tonight, but Battle of Colorado Part 2, Air Force will cover this time around. Love Air Force getting 19. Give me Colorado State, minus the 19. Pick number five, Longwood plus three and a half at NC Asheville. Yeah, I know. I know what you're saying. Why play a goofy game like this, Scott? Well, I am because North Carolina Asheville hasn't played a game in over a month. Yeah. Uh, their last game was in January, nothing in February. Longwood, meanwhile, pretty good club, 8-2 and two, its last 10 games. Just what is a Longwood, you ask? No idea. Where do they play? Longwood, I imagine. Love Longwood. Shortwood, Firewood, Iwood, if you would. Give me Longwood, right? Why not? They're taking out a team that hasn't played in over a month. Give me NC Asheville, minus 3.5. Final play, we go to the NBA, where our favorite betting team is in action tonight. The Utah Jazz laying six at New Orleans. Yep, you know we're going to play the Jazz. Have to. Despite a couple of ATS setbacks uh, the last week and a half, they have responded each time with another ATS against the spread win. 
putting their spread record at 22-3-1 their last 26 games. I mean, that really is amazing. They did cover a monster 10-point favorite at Orlando Saturday night. No reason why they can't do the same against the overrated Pelicans, who are five games under 500, only 9-7 at home this year. Jazz have the best record in the NBA straight up and against the spread. Do not jump off the Jazz until they fail to cover at least two in a row. They're an against-the-spread winning machine. Number one rule we have here with opposite picks, do not make it harder than it has to be. Love Utah laying only six at New Orleans. Give me New Orleans plus the six. Our opposite picks on this Monday morning. Going to start with North Carolina laying two against Syracuse. Going to grab Oklahoma State pick'em against Oklahoma. Uh, Going to take Oregon laying four and a half against Arizona. Colorado State laying 19 against Air Force. NC Asheville laying three and a half against Longwood, whoever they are. And uh, give me the Pelicans plus the six against Utah. College basketball, NBA opposite picks for this Monday, March 1st. on the website, as we always do. Some pretty good ones there. I, I do love uh, all these plays. I generally do, you know, but I say this every time. I, it is amazing how, you know, we end up not winning these things. But I, I think uh, North Carolina is going to be gassed tonight. You want to do an adjusted line on Syracuse, that would be the game to do it. Their season NCAA tournaments, uh, you know, might be on the line for, for Syracuse. Uh, they take it a little step back here. They, they desperately, desperately need a win. And, you know, for North Carolina, that was an emotional victory for them on Saturday. You know, not only did they, you know, give uh, uh, Roy Williams his 900th career win, which is a great milestone, uh, they had to rally to do so. And that probably did put them over the hump. I mean, they probably would have gotten in anyway, but that really solidified, okay, they're in at this point. Uh, they're uh, 15 and 8. You know, they would have been 14 and 9. They would have been 8 and 6. Now they're 9 and 5, and they beat a Florida State team that's number one in the conference. And that put them in. Syracuse, meanwhile, 13 and 8 right now, 7 and 7, definitely on the bubble. Absolutely. They are 11 and 1, which I failed to mention. I should have. They're 11 and 1 at home this year as well. So. I, I really I think they win this thing by double digits. Uh, you know they're laying or they're getting two. So if you want to flip flop that and, and do adjusted line that uh, they have at Fanduel, um, you know I'm gonna go to it right now. Let me see. Uh, they don't have the adjusted lines yet. All they have goofy stuff is uh, coming a little bit later on. But um, I I would lay as many as five or six. I really would. I, I think they win by double digits. I just think uh, North Carolina is gonna lay an egg tonight. I, I like that one a lot. Um, the fact that Oklahoma and Oklahoma State, like I said, pick them um, tells you all you need to know. They're, they're begging to take the, the Cowboys, like I said. But, you know, Kate Cunningham played great Saturday. Great, right? 40 points, and it's still only pick them. And they, now the game's at home. I love the angle at Arizona, this being their last game of the year. You know, Oregon's playing for something, but they do have first place UCLA up next. Now, they do kind of still need to win this game, but... You're, you're talking about, you know, 17, 18, 19-year-old kids uh, with a showdown with first place UCLA coming up. Can't help but think they're going to uh, be looking ahead just a little bit. And, and, and Air Force, you know, that was only a four-point game at the half. Like I said, it was an eight-point game with six minutes left. They could have easily won that game uh, Saturday against Colorado State. They end up losing by 20-plus because they scored like two points over the final six minutes. But, you know, that was a close game for three quarters of that contest. So getting 19 tonight, love them, and then – 
like I said, you can't put American money on Asheville. They haven't played in over a month, and we all know what the Jazz are. So I, I think uh, I think the opposite picks are going to go 0-6 tonight. I really do. Somehow or another, they never do, but I, I do think that, you know, I, I love low plays for sure. So anyway, I'll put them on the website, oppositepicks.com. As we always do. Alright, 844-843-6879. Uh, you know what? Uh, not as we always do, but every once in a while, we have a chance for a phone call or two. This is the last little segment. So our good friend, <coughs> Manhattan, from chimes in from time to time, is on the line. So, what's up, John? How are you this morning, bud? Hey, what's up, Scott? Good morning. Morning. How you doing today, bud? Good. You know, Scott, you went out on a limb this morning at about, what, 5.15 when you predicted the Nets, who are almost 10 games over 500, will somehow find a way to beat the Rockets, who are 10 games under 500. Yeah, yeah, no, there's, there's a little, I know, I'm, I'm, I'm ballsy for doing stuff like that. Huh? Yeah, I know. But I will say, no Kyrie and no, and no Durant, so it's not the Brooklyn Nets, you know, nine games over 500 that record-wise says, so... But, yes, yeah, so Topeka High could beat the Houston Rockets right now. And I'm not sure that's that much of an exaggeration, to tell you the truth. Um, Scott, it's, for me, it's a little slow in the sports world. So can you uh, hit us with a family story? Did you go out shopping this weekend and someone tell you to wear the mask? Or did someone bark at you? Or did you stay home in the, the safety of your house? No, I uh, I appreciate the phone call, John. I keep the family stories to the podcast. Uh, they, they don't like me delving too far off uh, the straight and narrow here on the morning show. There's a few people that are a little sensitive to family stories, and I I, uh, I keep that exclusive to not exclusive. We we keep that to the podcast uh, stuff. That's where that comes into play. Well, we'll keep it nuts and bolts here. That's how uh, they like it, and that's uh, that that is fine. I will tell you this: uh, not that it pertains to a family story, but um, you know, good little family story for Tommy Pham and his family as, you know, all the baseball scores that we gave uh, earlier. Uh, I don't know if we mentioned the Padres, but Tommy Pham was playing yesterday afternoon. So why is that so notable? Because he's the one, if you remember, got stabbed uh, this offseason. Uh, of course, outside of a topless joint. But uh, needed 200 stitches to close a stab wound. He suffered outside a strip club in San Diego in October. You know, he, he, yesterday he kind of revealed, or two days ago actually, he kind of revealed, uh, you know, some information. On, he thought he might actually die. Uh, or worst case, you know, or, or, or not as bad as that, obviously. But, you know, also maybe not be able to play ever again. But the doctors told him that uh, he got lucky because uh, so many muscles, kind of like me, uh, that, that protected his, uh, you know, his inner organs. And, you know, he was going to survive and would be able to play again. But he said there was a point there where he thought, you know, not only might he not play ever again, but he might not, you know, survive the stabbing. So, um, you know, outside – and now he's actually suing the strip club. I, I – uh, good, good luck on that. J.J. Watt update. Uh, Bovada put out some odds this weekend on where he's going to play. FanDuel is yet to do it, and good for FanDuel, because I don't think J.J. Watt is deserving of that. But you know what? Uh, like I said, if you could put odds on a national anthem, how long it's going to be, I suppose you could put odds out on anything. But surprisingly enough, Green Bay for Bovada was uh, the number one choice. At plus 175. Browns were next to plus two and a quarter. Buffalo plus three to one. Tennessee plus 375. Pittsburgh, where his brothers play, at plus five to one. And then Las Vegas at plus nine to one. But it was interesting that they would have Green Bay at plus 175. I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll make a little prediction, you know, as I predicted on Sunday. 
He's not getting $15, $16 million a year like the four-letter network said that he would. No, I will eat my hat if he gets more than $10 million. No way. Close up shop next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, we never got to our uh, shots on goal uh, props uh, in the NHL yesterday. Seven, four, and five pushes, bringing our weekly total to 51 overs, 56 unders uh, with 19 pushes. Uh, so, again, uh, more unders than overs. You're going to play Calgary tonight against Ottawa. You're going to play Vancouver's main guys against Winnipeg. And you're going to play Toronto's uh, big three, uh, Matthews, Tavares, and Martyr against the uh, Edmonton Oilers as Edmonton, Winnipeg, and Ottawa give up a ton of shots on goal. So we got to get that over 500 for sure. Uh, we got our NBA plays for uh, later on tonight uh, with the over Dallas, Philly, Utah, over Utah, Cleveland, and uh, over Charlotte. Our poll question, uh, let's check it out one more time before we are through. Uh, who should be the uh, fourth number one seed? Outside of Gonzaga, Michigan, and Baylor, Illinois leading the way with 23% of the vote. Ohio State, 14%. Alabama, almost 9%. Outside of who cares, which is getting uh, 54% of the vote. So, uh, you know what? Uh, I don't know if that's a who cares like they don't care about college basketball, or is that a who cares in that it doesn't really matter who's number one because uh, in the end it's not going to really make a difference. Not sure. Uh, yeah, gotta give a you know a shout out. Uh, uh, sad news as uh, Irv Cross passed away uh, at the age of 81 yesterday. For those of us old enough to remember, he was part of the CBS crew with Brent Musburger, Jimmy the Greek, Phyllis George. You know, one of the original. NBC had their side as well, but you know, one of the original crews over at CBS for the NFL pregame shows, and uh, he was as uh, you know wasn't flashy, wasn't anything this that, but a very steady, likable person. Uh, never met him in in our field, but uh, still, when you you know you find out that someone that you watched uh, for how many years? I don't know, twenty years, right? He was there forever. Uh, passed away, so sad news uh, certainly. Uh, as Eric Cross passes away at the age of eighty-one. All right, that'll do it for us. Again, uh, go to the website. I'll post the opposite picks that we had earlier in the day. And uh, I'll post all the free picks as well. Be safe. Wear your mask, people. Check out the website, OppositePicks.com. And we'll talk to you tomorrow morning right here. Opposite Picks, Sportsman Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 204.